Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 72.0, your weekly source for news, views and analysis and analysis of news. This is your host, Adit Kapadia, coming to you on yet another weekend. Together with me are Sunanda Vashisht and Pramod Kumar Borovalli. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Ready for the uh, ready for the nice weekend. Summer is finally here in Houston. Not ready for the hot days. So. Oh. <laughs> so, I like to discuss Urta Bharati. Urta Bharati. Then Urta Punjab. <laughs> so, so, ha, so no when when it's i'll take the urta part first and uh, so this this week unlike most of the weeks and uh, you know we are guilty of that also that we start with sad news and stuff mm. let's start with a little bit of inspiration because we could do with that in our lives india's first women fighter pilots uh, you know start took their first flight they were commissioned they were commissioned the indian, in the indian, indian air, air force. force today and the names were bhavna kant um, avani chaturvedi and mohana singh yay three cheers for bhavna kant Abhini Chaturvedi and Mohana Singh. You go girls, you rock. Absolutely. I am so proud of you. Absolutely. You bomb girls. <laughs> you bomb girls. I go am bomb. proud of you. Go and get them. <laughs> go get them. <laughs> Very so, proud of these three girls. So, you know, we spend all our days on Twitter, Facebook, tweeting about, you know, movies, uh, sometimes sad news. Yeah. Spare a day, have a tweet, at least on these girls. If they, you know, done something that was not done before. It's kind of sad that it, it took us this long. But hey, you know, there I do Yes. Ah, yeah. So yes. wanted I'm to so start the girls. show I'm with that. So proud of these girls. Yes. There is. Is there any frontier that we haven't crossed yet? Everything. Uh, except being a submariner, which is very difficult in the present circumstances because you have so much cramped yeah. space. You can't really make space for women's quarters and stuff like that. Which again, the U.S. Navy is also debating. Has Maybe, gone yeah. through several. Oh, we will get things. there too. We will huh? get there too. But I, before that, so, we might get to the um, RBI uh, governor's office in there is nothing Mumbai. A girl, <laughs> there's a, in this day and age, there is nothing a girl can do. Oh, absolutely. Take a take yeah. a weapon and fire girls. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. It's not about physical strength or stamina no. or whatever it is. And, no. Uh, no, there's that, nothing. There's nothing yeah. that girls cannot do, yeah. and this is this is personally a huge day for me. I was, was very excited when I saw yeah. that. Absolutely, same yeah. here. Last night when we saw the news coming in and so forth. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 one good way of starting the podcast. And now to some uh, uh, what do you say regular news. Regular news. So what what happened this week? One of we just found out about uh, Rexit or <laughs> Raghuram Rajan's exit. I have to say, Rex. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag news channels have been That's using pretty interesting so i was like why are you i mean you know why are you copying brexit here at least here kuch you know original original, original socho yaar you know uh, <laughs> I, I don't know who came up with that, but that's the hashtag. So I also tweeted a couple of tweets with that. <laughs> so we'll talk on that. There were a lot of other news in the week, uh, political news. I think uh, on United States, Donald Trump is losing down in ratings. Mm. I guess. Then um, uh, any other news that you saw? Uh, the Gulberg verdict came. The Gulberg verdict came. That was a big one. Uh-huh. We're still one, waiting uh, on more information on that. We haven't. I haven't read the judgment or anything yet. Yes. So, but uh, uh, I have seen the newspaper reports. Right. Um, uh, that have come in. Miss Setalwad's NGOs uh, was lost its FCRA license, and oh uh, I think Indira Jaisen jumped so to her defense very quickly. 
There is so much intolerance, I tell right. you. Mm, uh, Mr. Tista Shetalwad, please look her up if you don't know who Mr. Tetalwad is. And um, and then I, I I don't know any uh, other. Oh yeah, um, India did extremely well in the Champions Trophy. It reached the finals of the first major hockey tournament in almost forty years. I saw people were very excited yesterday. I watch. I'm guilty of watching no sports, but yeah. I did. I did, I was part of um, uh -huh. all that live tweeting that was going on. That India was always. But uh, Australia didn't. Australia, Australia, Australia managed to defeat us, but it was no, 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 three to one in penalties. India, no. India was zero zero. Uh, they, they took it, took them to a draw and played a fantastic game of Indian no. hockey. And uh, you know, a lot of people said that is something about Indian hockey that makes them emotional. Now I have to hockey say, hockey is a national game, national sport. Yes, and when I when I grew up, I did not see that much hockey because I mean I did see, but I had to make effort to watch because India wasn't that good in hockey. But Hasn't in, been in a long time. Right. Yeah. So I mean, in since the early 80s so mm. it's it's very good for them to get compared especially before the Rio Olympics yeah good news you know two names that always come to my mind when you look uh, when I remember Indian hockey yeah, are Chan. major Dhyan Chand mm. who won consecutive Olympic gold Olympic medals Olympic. and Dhanraj Dhan Pillai both uh, did uh, do their wizardry with the yeah. hockey stick and yeah. we were all also having uh, real good competitions with, I, I remember seeing a couple of games in the 80s and 90s with Pakistan Mm. There was this interesting rivalry, apart from Kabaddi and Cricket, Kabaddi and Cricket used to be very good in rivalries as well. Hockey, you were, you were Sultan Azlan Shah mm, tournament totally. that used to happen in Malaysia. Pakistan was always a favorite. Uh, ah. yeah, I think that India. rivalry still persists. Yeah. So we've we've gotten a little better of them uh, there. And in the, in the early 2000s and late 90s when I used to watch hockey, that India, Pakistan were the games to look forward to, but then we lost out that. And Netherlands was very good. Right, Australia, yeah, I remember, yeah. Australia. Yeah. Was so who good. plays um, hockey very well in the world right now? Right now it is Australia. Uh, Dutch is still not that good of a team. Yeah. Hockey as a whole has lost its, uh, you know, flair, international uh -huh. flair, because there's two types of hockey. One is a regular hockey, and the other, the other one is the astroturf, uh -huh. which is a different type of. Uh, uh, and then there is ice hockey. And there is yeah. ice hockey and a channel which basically... So America and the rest of the world, i.e. Yeah. Canada. I know. So, so uh, it's, it's interesting that it's um, um, you know really gone down in uh, in its appeal. It should make it at least yeah, a quiet comeback come if, if yeah. possible. It's very interesting. So anyways, coming to uh, the Raghuram Rajan news that have been dominating the news channels yeah. this week. So let, you know, let's before we get to an initial comments. Let's say I did not like the personal attacks made on uh, Rajan. Uh, there was no need to uh, uh, have any personal attacks. A government employee, his term ended, hmm. and you know it is up to the government. It is government's prerogative to give somebody an extension. But or I was, not. I'm also, and I don't, I don't see this whole, uh, you know, outpouring of grief. Uh, I actually tweeted. I said this is this feels like you know a sports star has retired at the peak of his career. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I cannot decipher the you know the horror that Latians is tweeting you know with and nor is this tweeting. somebody um, being um, uh, you know sacked or anything yeah. he has finished his term absolutely so so I mean I don't know why this uh, ridiculous you know outpouring right now but Pramod uh, uh, you wanted to say um, well I I feel that there is some bitterness that he was an appointee of Chidambaram this is what is uh, is the I think genesis of this whole thing Arith, because monetary policy the fiscal policy is one thing that RBI doesn't uh, certainly has a lot of say in it 
but their powers have been whittled out. It's not RBI governor per, governor per se. There's a board that dictates what has to be done. The RBI government has an influence in that board and the decisions are made. Passing on lower interest rates to the public is something that you cannot, uh, you know, spur because, you know, ultimately if it is just to have one loan replaced by the other, that is not going to spur the economy. That's where I felt that a little bit of, um, you know, homework has to be done by the Narendra Modi government on why they feel that the economy is not, you know, it's uh, like you rightly said, it's a jobless economy and yeah. jobless growth. That has nothing to do with Raghuram Rajan. If yeah. you want to pass on lower interest rates, that means your savings rate will also go down. That is what the Indian middle class, the very busy middle class has to understand. Yeah. If your borrowing rate goes down, that means your saving rate will also go down. Just like in the United States, mm -hmm. the saving rate is almost near to zero. zero. Mm -hmm. You go, don't get any bank in, no, in interest. Thing. That is why your bank loans are at 4%. Right, your, right. you know, so, Raghuram Rajan knows both the ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel Dr. Swami goes away in tangent, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. He should not get involved in, into these things that are completely, you know, his, his uh, yeoman service in dharma, to anti-corruption agitation should yeah. be not lauded but uh, my point is if he had uh, raghuram rajan had to go that's fine he would have his term has ended just go the, the whole this uh, intolerance and victimhood narrative had started by and dr Swami. Say, it shouldn't and, have started and to say that he his patriotism is questioned because he is, was here is, no, ridiculous. is ridiculous mentally dr. Indian or something i don't taught know. for decades in uh, harvard nobody yeah. questioned his patriotism yeah. I, I completely denounce that. Absolutely. That's, that's a ridiculous statement to make yeah. and that's what I said. But I'll tell you two things. What I found that his tenure was pretty good, Raghuram Rajan, and that he was one of India's most high profile RBI governor at a tough time, at a tough time is, is commendable. Mm. That, you know, I would give him uh, probably <laughs> 7 on 10 or something like that. Yeah. But the second part is the fact that Uske aage kuch hai nahi. You know, it's like uh, or the government does not have the prerogative to choose its own uh, officials, or the government has to listen to um, journalists and Lutians Delhi to tell them who who to give extension yeah. to. That is also a terrible thought. Raghuram Rajan cannot be made a scapegoat for the lack of growth. The lack of growth is basically because of the structural deficiencies of the Indian ecosystem itself. Not because and that of No, but but you cannot also fault Modi to want his own team. No. Absolutely no, not. No, because Sonia Gandhi was not <laughs> too charitable in 2004. I'm not saying that, you know, and Raghuram Rajan was an independent appointee. Yeah, I mean, no question, he was independent. And um, But he, the least you can give a man who has been voted in power is to appoint his own team. No, and, and you you did not see, uh, like, there were changes made or something, but he persisted with him. Then, you know, with the foreign secretary for a bit also before. And the same thing, when Jay Shankar was being replaced with Sujata Singh, uh, these the same guys were like, <laughs> You know the, the, what is the aspirations of today, the aspirations of tomorrow that India is sitting on, the expectations from Indians itself for India to grow at 10 to 12 percent, not at 7 or whatever percentage we are being, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, yeah. shown. Yeah. shown. Uh, it requires somebody who has a lot of knowledge in the Indian banking and the industrial sector as well. I think that is where they are headed uh, with the new... I just want to um, end this segment by saying that no RBI governor, including Raghuram Rajan, can give the credibility 
to Indian economy. The only person who can give that is elected official of the state and which is Narendra Modi, the prime minister. So um, I, I don't agree with this that it, it is because of him that we were getting credibility. Absolutely. That is also not. No, it's, that, that you know, is, let's not get into too extreme. That is why the Swaminathan Ayer column that was two weeks ago oh. it was complete bunk yes. that and stuff like that. I mean, I'm glad Swaminathan Ayer does not have any idea of his own readership. That no, but <laughs> also he doesn't really quote that the parliament has mandated the RBI to keep the fiscal uh, deficit low and the monetary, just manage the monetary mm, policy. So it? RBI has nothing to do with managing the economy, which is the elected official's uh, duty. duty. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. It happens everywhere, especially when you compare Federal Reserve and Reserve Bank of India. At least Reserve Bank of India reports to India. Federal Reserve does not report to the United States government. It is yes. an independent, global, I don't know what entity, uh, who controls it and all that. It's it's a very strange entity that controls the US currency mm -hmm. and the, the reserve in Fort Knox. So when this whole debate happens uh, uh, of what the RBI's responsibility should be, RBI is like a super regulatory authority that makes sure that the banks have enough liquidity, meaning enough cash to transact business, to lend, to save, to borrow, to do whatever it is that the banks are mm -hmm. doing. Uh, RBI uh, during the 70s did become a political uh, hotbed naturally because everything was like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't take sides. But Indira Gandhi did have a lot of uh, role to play in converting that into a political appointee uh, sort of uh, a place. But very big stalwarts are also RBI governors during Indira Gandhi's time. Uh, R. Venkatraman, Manmohan Singh, so, many big uh, people. Then eventually, was he during Indira's time or Rajiv's time? R. Venkatraman was during Indira's, Indira's time. No, I'm talking about Manmohan Singh. Rajiv's time. Rajiv's Rajiv's time. time. And uh, there is many famous stories about Pranam mm -hmm. Mukherjee and um, so, this thing. And by the way, Manmohan Singh did not get a second term either. No, he did not. And so, so isn't it they, funny that he was his finance minister? There is a big misunderstanding that an RBI governor is an economist. He is not. An RBI governor is an ombudsman who basically controls the regulation of cash flow from within the central government. It is a nodal agency that distributes cash to the banks depending on how much uh, net worth that the bank has. That's about it. Correct. But you cannot also say that it, ha it can be somebody uh, picked up from a grocery store to run RBI. No, no, you no, cannot. No. I, it I, has I, I to be somebody who completely understands economics. What you are trying to say is that he does not have to be uh, academic. That's what you're trying to say. Not just that. Right. And also what Pramod is saying is he probably uh, does not formulate the economic policy. Yeah. He, he may formulate the finance monetary policy, policy, monetary policy, but not really how govern how the economy is going Correct. to go. And Correct. and to make him as some sort of a hero or a martyr is not because he's eventually just a government appointment government. and Prime Minister Modi or Finance Minister Jetly, just like the, their predecessors, have their right to choose whoever they want. And India is a one trillion dollar economy, possibly can become five trillion in the in our generation. <laughs>
uh, at this current rate if india transforms into a truly manufacturing and ingenious uh, production based mm. economy then their role can become much wider yeah. on, on a lighter note now i'm waiting <laughs> for shobha day's next column on the next rbi governor if you remember what she wrote on rakhara but if it is if it is arundhati roy then i don't know roy arundhati roy blaming him arundhati patel breaking news sunanda is so moved by this that she wants a gandhian with gun as a or somebody who advocates the gandhians with Break, gun philosophy breaking news on mind makers i meant arundhati patel yeah, and, and not gandhian with gun because arundhati roy is not a gandhian with gun she says people are gandhians with guns no i meant spi chair i know i'm joking no for the uh, benefit of our um, that could be a good appointee arundhati like, could be a good appointee to the table but Uh, let's leave him be he's going yeah. back into academics in september mm-hmm. let's have a very good ally for uh, whenever he goes back to academics whether in india or outside uh-huh. this whole debate cannot be about his loyalties and where it lies yeah. he yeah. obviously left a lucrative position to come back and be an rbi governor to do something for india what so and we must thank him for his service before we go to any further discussion i just uh, remembered i wanted to talk have a quick discussion about the new civil aviation policy because that was praised by a lot of people uh my good friend sunanda vashishth wrote a column this week about how modi is attempting reforms with the dollop of socialism so here you had a new civil aviation policy with a dollop of 2500 rupees cap on a 60 minute flight so there was your socialist woke you regulate how much yeah. the airlines do yeah. but what was interesting was that wretched 520 rule is gone yes absolutely i'm this glad is, you brought this, this up it, it is still it is still 020, 020 now which is fine which is fine you brought Because up an interesting point that there are three lucrative sectors in india that everybody wants to be in one is the mumbai ahmedabad yeah mumbai delhi and flying out of india sector to the middle east or southeast asia mm. the closest proximity, proximity wale, yeah. uh, traffic and this is what facilitates all three of them yes there, there was a very interesting piece i read it was uh, carried in swaraj sub by about uh, this about called airports in bengal that mm. one of the airport that was serving the mining uh, places was closed down air india flew its well the, not the airport where india flew its last flight last week and they said a lot of airlines uh, european airlines do not want to fly to kolkata because they don't have enough business class and first class members which is dominated by executives and mm. stuff so even that is being governed now with the 520 policy gone will we see a lot more indian airlines for making that flight uh, outside, to, of we, india, yeah. outside of india outside of india rather than be wait for british airways and your lufthansa to come we will see that but at the same time uh, there is a bit of regulation which is important um, in the sense that you have to have 20 um, aircraft in your fleet which is very important because you cannot have a completely novice somebody operating out no, of but i'll, g- I'll give you an example like vistara right vistara was dominating yeah. delhi ahmedabad ahmedabad bombay and yeah. bombay delhi i find it's prepo- if they clearly they have the backing to have 20 flights I, yeah. mean, i i don't think capital is an issue so for them not to g- have that opportunity to yeah. take international flights is absolutely bunkum yeah. no, because the, so there is always a lobby the, the older lobby of jet airways the older lobby of uh, perhaps even spice jet didn't they want they them didn't to want the vistara and mm. what is that Tata, air asia air asia to come in uh, to come in and take over that leap because they had much more capitalized yeah. uh, uh, i think uh, finances and they were able to bring in outside capital and they were also. monopolizing the system well, I mean, jet airways clearly it was in uh, with etihad or uh, jet etihad jet etihad yeah. yeah. right. yeah. right. no so, but i am i'm personally 
very glad about uh, the new civil aviation policy. It needed to happen and it has come and it has really streamlined the industry. Because I, I would always joke, so I, I, I uh, the, you know, Prime Minister Modi started, announced in UK that the Ahmedabad London flight, which is on right now, was announced. Ki I used to joke that this is not rail budget, hai, ki you also announce Air India flights. Yeah. You know, there, used to be, there needs to be a robust policy yeah. where other private players also come uh-huh. and do what because you are not, first of all, that is going to benefit the consumer indirectly. More competition consumer benefits eventually yeah. and you, also you cannot force the uh, that means they are discrimination they are not discriminating British I mean for the longest times uh, I, I have had to fly out of Ahmedabad and stuff we did not have a flight to Europe you it's only when uh, Emirates you could only use Air India to you know uh, go elsewhere or via Delhi or something like that it's only when Emirates and Qatar came private players came and uh, more private players came in the international sector and then Singapore came and you know all that so anyways let's see what happens it's a very interesting I'm glad that Reddit 520 is gone and 020 is here that is much much and and a lot of people uh, you know forget uh, civil aviation is led by by an alliance partner of the BJP Ashok Gajapati Raju of the TDP reads uh, leads it the the erstwhile it comes from the royal family of Vizignaram or Vijanagaram well the reason why I said Vizy is because he was the captain of the Indian cricket team so anyone who reads cricket just calls Vizi, his, of and, his ancestor. And one of the salient okay. features of this is to try to improve the connectivity to uh, tier 2 and tier 3 cities which have airports yeah. but they are not used uh, as much. So the one hour flight dollar rule, although there is a dollop of socialism embedded <coughs> in it, mm. is to encourage that, that uh, uh, traffic that usually takes first AC or yeah. second AC to, to, be, train, uh, to, to be encourage them to take, take flights. Flight. Yeah, it, this no. is also an aspiration. <coughs> also, your it, it could be that say you're Bombay, you go from Bombay or Mumbai to some place which is one hour from Delhi, and you're taking two flights. Your Bombay Delhi flight is not going to be quote unquote regulated. Right. The Delhi yeah, other flight may be regulated. regulated. Just yeah. a hypothetical yeah. situation, but it could happen. So your overall goes down. I I still don't like the twenty five hundred thing, but you know. But hey, I will take it because overall there is. Nine so Nine happening. out of ten is not a bad thing. Yeah, nine out of ten is not a bad thing. <laughs> like, this is what, uh, I don't know, Airisha of the Vistara CEO tweeted that uh, we are still dicey about the 20 airlines thing, but uh, the five years thing is gone and that's a big step for Indian yeah, aviation we'll policy. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll so, take it. You know, no, congratulations for everyone who was working on this new And I, I have policy. to, I have to add one thing over here. You know, we talk about the UPS legacy. The first legacy that the UPA has left is the civil aviation policy. The civil aviation ministers together have conspired and killed Air India. Air India and Indian Airlines, the Indian Airlines was a profitable venture when it uh, merged with Air India. And the hope was that they would revive Air India. A lot of profitable sectors were closed down because of lobbies. Uh, Jitin Bhargava has a fantastic fantastic book on this I mean you should read if you get a chance uh, about what led to the Air India thing and it is just it's sad the what policies were full of errors uh, <laughs> so uh, you know what so he's, ah. he, he spent a lot of time uh, doing that um, <laughs> trial and error <laughs> and it's not that like the, uh, the when the NDA one was in power or something they had some uh, robust policies to uh, and Air India has been in a hole anyways but uh, but there are two completely separate uh, things over here. You make the market more competitive and then go to revive Air India rather than just giving them, uh, what you say, um, bailouts. Yeah. And this 2500 will also benefit Air India immensely because mm-hmm. you have uh, uh, you know, a safe bet in at least uh, uh, making sure one aircraft or one uh, flight per day is made available and that only Air yeah. India can do. Yeah. And it's the same problem that 
Prime Minister Modi faced with the uh, scheme of Jandan Yojana and uh, all of these Correct. other schemes no, uh, of no, uh, banking. Completely. Or, no, or, I am I am delighted with this policy, um, uh, you know, completely. Mm. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens, but very interesting uh, times nevertheless. And in the US also, this is pretty much what uh, the U United States government does not interfere in the uh, mm. aviation policy. It sets a bare minimum uh, rule for how many aircraft can be uh, operated and what regions they can fly in out of. Mm. If they pay the fee for that airport, they can fly into that airport for the uh, turnaround. Uh, and, and Southwest time. cracked that market. Uh, it's yeah. an airlines based out of uh, Texas that it flew to airports that were secondary airports. Right. So they did not have to pay that much fees. Yeah, so they could keep the uh, prices, uh, prices low. So it was very and interesting. And the landing and the parking fee is now also going to be regulated immensely because that is what costs the airlines more to fly. And a a lot of airlines that's why they were not preferring many airports in Europe because right. they are incredibly expensive right. to fly from right. so that's that's something to you know consider so yeah interesting takes on that now to some uh, lighter topics this week I ended up watching Urta Punjab last night you did uh, not the pirated censors copy I you actually went to the, went theater, to the theater and, and watched it here actually a couple of shows here were houseful I have ah. to say a lot of anticipation thanks to Pailar Nelani <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before no, what, what was Nilani, the audience on? <laughs> uh, coke and popcorn in my case. Okay. What, which, what kind of coke? What kind of coke? <laughs> no, the, the legit Coca-Cola. <laughs> not the coke they were showing on TV. Not the one banned in or, India? No, not the one banned in India. <laughs> um, uh, but the but, film is about an important... Um, social uh, stigma. Uh, important cause. Yeah. And uh, in that sense, I have welcomed the film as... Uh, no, even if it's Although, not about an important cause a film is a film, film yeah Just go, jo banana, wo yeah exactly i completely i mean I, I i i find some of the obnoxious films that are coming out you know which are called masala entertainers is you know kya pagal yeah, kar rahe. Yeah. but there is an audience for that and yeah. people want to know everyone the lines. Uh, the, so, yeah sure. my audience knows my views on uh, censorship i believe in zero censorship in fact in my latest piece i had said one of the reforms that uh, narendra modi should do is freedom of expression everything there should be nothing banned um other than uh, you know uh, people know what I'm talking about uh, but anyway my thing was that if anything if by any measure we are a, we are able to draw anybody's attention to Punjab's drug problem it should be welcomed the film is itself may not do anything I mean what what can the film do but but the film can only help in creating awareness. See, now I'll tell you, uh, first of all, uh, I thought the film was an average movie, mm. powerful performances and stuff. I, I, I wrote on Twitter, I would give it a two and a half out of five, uh, just as a film. Uh, so I'm glad they highlighted the issue. But I'll tell you what the film did. It sparked a national debate on the Punjab drug problem. And whether we like it or not, on whichever side of the debate you are on, I mean, you can't really pick sides on the drug oh, problem. Of course, everyone is on one side of the, you know, we're all against drugs. I meant like whether you're on the left or the right or something, whether you think this film should have been censored or not or whatever. This, we were not having these debates. Yeah. And th this film has, has started having, Indian Express was doing some reports, I guess, on the Punjab drug problem and a few newspapers were doing it. Yeah. But on a national level, there was no discourse. We have carried a phenomenal piece on Punjab drug problem and he has given a genesis, Hemant Krantikar, he mm. has given a genesis of uh, the drug problem. If any government that is going to, I, I know Captain Amrinder Singh has been saying that if I'm voted to power or if Congress is voted to power, we will solve the problem in one month. 
Pakistan, that is uh, bunk. Those things don't happen because Punjab drug problem is closely related to the unemployment issue. Unemployment issue is closely related to the fact that the economy of Punjab has taken a big beating. So unless someone is trying to fix those systemic issues, unless someone is trying for those kind of reforms, just putting drug peddlers in the jail is not going to help. Also, and before Pramod comes in, this is what I want to add. See, the problem is also that you supply It's not that. It's how you have the de-addiction camps. Yeah. Do you have sufficient de-addiction camps? I don't think they do. Uh, Express carried a very excellent piece how in jails, there was only one jail with a proper, proper de-addiction And no other camp. jails. No other jails do. If that is not, see, drugs ki baat aisi nahi hai, whether it's drugs or alcoholism or something, ki one, one fine day you decide ki bas isne band kar There are a lot of side effects. Yeah. So if the family is affected really badly with their guy or girl or whoever is taking drugs, they are going to be be even more affected when they are off drugs suddenly because that whole getting them back into the normal life and stuff is going to be difficult another thing also the employment thing you said see even that is going to be difficult when a lot of background checks are run and so forth it's going to be very difficult to means see now if somebody has not been through a proper de-addiction program you know employers are going to be extremely skeptical but that has not uh, really been a precedent of you doing a drug and uh, but I'm saying uh, it will happen if an M if the problem is so severe as as a lot of newspaper reports and journalists have been saying then it will happen if it's, let me ask you this Pramod if you are opening up your company in Punjab or something wouldn't you think that you might have a, a policy like that yeah. especially in an area which is known like oh, yeah. that yeah. like a drug test or something drug and criminal background check because it see, it should be company, mandatory yeah. but not uh, so for every company because it depends on what task they are being no no I am saying if you are expecting yeah. investments from abroad to oh, come yeah. in or oh, even yeah. intern, even people from outside because see the what we have seen <coughs> is uh, the drug addiction thing can lead people to do a lot of other things to make sure that they get their supply or so yeah. forth and you and employers will be wary of that right. you know so and the whole mafia or the whole cabal you know this of these things where there is a whole system you yeah. know uh, that is uh, has their stuff attached to this it's not going to be easy to break it so no, as long as there is demand there will be supply no matter how you try to uh, stop the uh, come you know coming in of drugs uh, at the border or through other uh, sources the problem if, like you rightly said is of uh, the aspirations of the great land of Punjab have taken a hit. Mm. That's, that is where the Akalis have failed. Yes, completely, and, uh, miserably failed. Miserably. They should have l looked at the problem as not just a societal problem, but a cultural problem. If mm. you don't have a let out for your culture to express itself, earlier the culture was um, basically brainwashed into believing that they needed to have a separate uh, geopolitical entity mm. and brainwash that uh, in that manner. That was in the 80s. Thankfully 70s that 80s. we have taken care of. That, that is, but has the drugs taken care of that problem in an indirect way? We don't know. Yeah. That has to be drilled down and observed yeah. and watched. Now, I know of several uh, people in the strategic community that have said that, Achha, chalo, you know, they are busy. Let them be busy. That is not a solution. That is not a good solution to be. Because you are ruining a generation and that's not and, right. Uh, and I think that is where uh, Amadmi Party also has a point. You know, if they are making political headway into uh, the land of Punjab, the valor of the people as being, um, you know, really, um, you know, I, I emasculated as, yeah. as I call it, 
there is some something seriously wrong and they, they except Kamalbi party does not have a solution either. So um, I I really think what they they need a man with a vision at the top at the helm of affairs. They need somebody who can really not worry about the elections, winning elections, losing elections, and just get to the problem um, clearly. There is a complete nexus of police, politics, and drug peddling. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows that even in jail, these drug addicts are supplied um, drugs. How does that happen if there is not a nexus? So that nexus needs to be broken. People need to be made aware. There has to be three, four pronged approach. I mean, I wouldn't even uh, say that bring um, Emma's Gill back, you know, if you have to. KPS Gill. KPS Gill. Why am I just I was like, you want India's sports minister to come back? No, KPS Gill. No, Bring KPS Gill back. But, 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 but you know, Sunanda actually, okay, finish up your KPS Gill. No, no, no. She brought up a very interesting point. MS Gill was the chief election commissioner, wasn't he? Then he became a Congress MP. And did these guys, TN Session was the chief election commissioner. For what all he did, he then was a Congress nominee against LK Advani in the in election. In fact, I was reading about MS Gill and that's why the name uh, struck that he brought a lot of disrepute. Uh -huh. to but but that's KPS Gill does not have societal and cultural background, Sunandaji. Mm. Somebody who actually empathizes with this uh, generation that basically has no let out in the sense let out is not uh, let out in this uh, in the form of uh, declaring their own independence or, or feeling free to do whatever they want to do that is not the let out I've seen this degradation happen when they don't have a financial let out and they don't have any achievement based let out yeah. which is what you're, you're alluding to also there is completely stifling of the Punjabi youth yeah. uh, I mean the great land of Punjab, Punjab that was known for its agricultural revolution for its valor if it's going through such a traumatic phase, you need I'm somebody... I'm telling you, you go <coughs> to rural Punjab as I have traveled through and all these young 25-year-olds and 26-year-olds are doing is waiting for Canada Canadian Green Card. That is all they are waiting for. Mm -hmm. This is such and a And now they can't go also. They now know there is reverse discrimination. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> people of the Sikh faith have been discriminated against have been mistaken for somebody else from the Arab uh, yeah. uh, nationality and been really... And I agree with Pramod on this also. See, the KPS Gill thing, in the after what happened after 84 and you know, during the separatism, Khalistani thing, it was a national security issue. Now, I agree this could have grave implications on national security, the drug yeah. problem, but it's a societal issue more than anything. Yeah. So, it has to be addressed on a societal level and it has to be... Multi-pronged Multi-pronged, but I mean, so you cut off the kingpin, but then you also need people to, you know, go to Galiz and Mohalla and, and bring them back to mainstream. That's not happening. Yeah, right? and tell... Ke, um, Chalo, if there are 50% of this, you know, you know, XYZ that he's on drugs or yeah. something, it's not bad to go talk to him and get him, you know, back or yeah. her back. So that, that is, the, and it's, it's, it, this is going to take a long, I mean, the mess has been going on for 10, 15 years, maybe even more. It will take another 10, 15 years, years to, to clean, clean it. it up. But if, if any preventive, act, you, if you cut off the kingpins, at least the spreading will stop, stop and again. you probably could identify ki, you know where are the plugs or the, where are the holes in the system yeah and, and and i'm telling you when we plug this article or something and i would urge everyone to read it there were people who messaged me saying they cried reading yeah. the article because they knew it all along but when they you know just saw the comparisons and so and some people were desperate ki hum log kya kare mein pata hi nahi hai. yeah you know? well there's one gentleman who laughs a lot and who can bat for a long innings who can be considered as an interim 
I've been saying BJP should break it off with the Akalis, project Siddhu as the candidate, fight the election, lose this election if they need be, and they have to do something. Otherwise, otherwise, I mean, you you can draw the conclusion that they're not serious about solving the problem. Not every battle needs to be won. First of all, facing defeat or uh, at a, a small state level like Punjab, Punjab very important yet small to, state doesn't hurt. To win the war, you may need to lose a battle. Correct. Which is completely fine. If the electoral battle of Punjab is lost, doesn't hurt. Mm. But if in because if you are winning the overall social Correct. battle and the security challenge, Correct. because don't forget Punjab is a security, uh, you know, um, challenge too. Mm. So, no, and especially a, a drug affected thing where, yeah. you, where you have infiltration and so it's yeah. even bigger. You know, yeah, this yeah. Patel court is also a, a thing that has not come out uh, as much as it should have. Mm. The re- role of that DSP that has not come out is still being yeah. investigated by the NIA. We don't know what's going There's on. There's a lot that. of uh, implications for that as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have to wait and watch. Yeah. So Sunanda's good friend, uh, Ms. Tista Setalwar, was in the news <laughs> this week. <laughs> You're getting me into trouble. A, I got myself into trouble by just, you know... You you dug a hole and jumped into it. I'm just helping you fill it up. But anyway, I I think it's it's good that this crackdown has happened. No independent country with an iota of shame and pride on their sleeves will allow such a brazen influence coming in from the outside. And the United States government should be ashamed that they think that if they throw a two billion dollars at Indian NGOs, that they can in influence the Indian discourse. Yeah, so absolutely. Pro- and same is the pri- thing with Indira uh-huh. Jaising also. Ridiculous. Uh, the first one to jump to her defense. Of course. And we carried a piece, and I'm very proud of that piece that we carried on Mindmakers on um, Indira Jaising. So, and all these people, they. Um, Maybe. So there is this very hilarious debate that happened. <laughs> I say hilarious because of Indira Jai Singh's sport. This was a long time back. So Barakha moderated between Tavleen Singh and Indira Jai Singh. And uh, uh, Narendra Modi at that time had used the term five-star activists. Mm. So Tavleen was uh, saying that this is absolutely true. I mean, I agree with Tavleen that there does exist. And Indira Jai Singh, she was defending there is nothing like that. And midway through the debate, she almost started saying like she was accused as a five-star activist. Yeah. So, and, you know, another, she thing, was. Uh, no, another thing that Tista and um, especially Indira Jaising had Indira Jaising came up with conspiracy theories she believes that she Narendra Modi has nothing better to do in the world than monitor which book launch she attends yeah. that because I spoke at Rana Yu's book launch my NGO was targeted Aray, bhai, I don't think lot of people have this thing that this man who runs the world's largest democracy is actually just using him. Uh, the other person who has such uh, misconception is our um, Delhi Chief Minister uh, Arvind Kejriwal mm. who he, by the way has been the biggest recipient of largest from the outside exactly mm. and he is the one who thinks that oh my 21 MPs who are going to MLAs. MLAs these are all um, Narendra Modi's uh, this thing. Narendra Modi has nothing else to do somebody said it I don't remember on which debate or something the problem was Mr. Kejriwal tried to be too clever by half uh, this subversion happens in other states as well and he was caught he was, he was caught. caught. That's it. Not just in that. You can the other actually just, said. Uh, sorry, with the on. transport scam also, there are some implications that yeah, goes all, the way, yeah, the, they, all the way to the top. They they uh, they uh, uh, drew that Alka Lamba. Uh, Lamba. The, for, uh, I was just going to say, person, for a man who is, just came in power with Jan Lokpal lana hai or transparency lani hai. So this one spokesperson who spoke her mind and who spoke the truth, she was immediately removed. Hmm. So much for um, you know transparency. Alag si. Uh, um, what 
politics different politics so there are a lot of skeletons yeah. with amadmi caps that are going to so gopal rai has come come from um, resigned from the transport ministry but he holds other positions and i owe our listeners an apology because last time you, we were trying to make a point about the nsg but because of paucity of time we had to cut short and not uh, not uh, focus on that so we can there is two things and i have told them we can either have a short discussion now or do you want to have it next week on nsg Uh, well i can talk about nsg and the relevance of it. it it's basically a cabal of countries that basic are sitting on reserves of uranium that is required to run your nuclear reactors and that is a supply that is uh, has to be ensured by the uh, by the indian government and the united states does, uh, certainly does have lot of leverage into the group there are uh, 50 countries of which i think united states can influence almost 3/4 of them and the, the reason why prime minister modi wanted uh, some sort of back uh, you know back entry into the nsg and the united states was positive to facilitate that instead of signing the ctbt which is the Com- comprehensive test ban treaty which says that you will not test for whatever reason your nuclear weapons and india is never going to do that when you are surrounded by uh, two nuclear weapon states no which are say. inimical to it all the time it will not uh, do that but so the united states has certainly uh, realized that india needs to be in there to ensure that uh, climate change and if india really wants Uh, to be weaned away they want india to be weaned away from uh, fossil fuels then nuclear fuel is one yeah. certain way to do it and to bring an unrestricted supply of the nuclear fuel you need to be part of the nsg mm. and this is what this is whole thing was happening mm. uh, namibia has a lot great by the way which has mm. happened here just yesterday to uh, supply fuel to india uh, more power to namibia that has basically brazened it out and uh, said that you don't need to be part of nsg to get fuel from us so this is what i think we missed out last time absolutely now pramod is breathing he said everything without a breath anything so, for india i will you will be breathless so <laughs> let's come to our favorite part of the week recommendations <coughs> mm, what have i been um, looking uh, um, i watching? don't look at your computer's history so you have to what have i yourself what have i been uh, this thing yes i will recommend a 2 hour question and answer with ustad zakir hussain and this is very rarely do you um, hear him uh, you know in such a candid manner talking about um, his work or talking about the way he was trained and the way he um, had self doubt for the longest time and how he um, finally became one of the best known tabla players of the world it is about a 2 hour thing it is not sensationalized like typically you do with um, um, ustad zakir hussain and everything but i would recommend it's called q and a with um, ustad zakir hussain i would recommend that I, the reason why I, i made a very weird reaction when she said that because she sent me the link earlier this week and that was going to be my recommendation <laughs> now i have to think of something else so well let me come up with something because i was watching the movie on netflix called some of all fears it probably is available everywhere mm. uh, basically because of my research into nsg and start one and start two uh, treaties the start one is strategic arms reduction treaty between the united states and russia which have by the way piled on 20 30000 nuclear weapons of their own yeah. both sides and they are uh, they have this treaty to try to reduce them and i was re- looking at that uh, movie in the context of arms reduction and how two nuclear weapons can go to war and how back channel diplomacy between two warring countries in the context of sunanda ji 
in the context of Putin, uh, you know, and Trump's Bonhomie. Yeah. I watched that movie and it's a very interesting movie. Interesting. Some of all fears. Interesting. Some of all fears. Ben Affleck I is in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Very interesting, very interesting points. Uh, my other recommendation, and this is kind of funny, I saw this clip and it's been doing the rounds on YouTube and so yes. forth. It's a little kid doing, a mim uh, he's mimicking all the four presidential candidates. Uh -huh. Eighth grader. Eighth grader. I, 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 I haven't watched it, but it is there on it my is, Facebook. It, it is in his, his graduation speech and he's doing Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, uh, Hillary, Bernie Sanders and with Obama and you have to understand so on the clip that's doing rounds on Facebook is only two minutes long. The actual clip is about eight minutes long and he's is that available? Yes, I'll, I'll tweet it actually. Okay, so why you don't, don't you do that? I'll, I'll tweet it and um, the, the eight minute long, it's not that he's just randomly doing segments. He has a segue from one presidential car to the other. Oh. So you have Donald Trump and then Ted Cruz takes over then Obama does and then uh, Obama, just an eighth grade kid. my funniest thing was when he mimics Hillary Clinton saying thank you President Obama and when he's, she, he did so well the whole um, canteen or the whole graduation hall burst out I laughing I wonder if when he was if this was planned if, of course this was I think it was a, he was a valedictorian I know but I because they don't allow you to do this in but I mean the principal probably must have seen this because yeah. you have to show your speech to the principal yeah because typically you don't, you don't my funniest thing was when he said Bernie. He got Bernie's accent and everything right. And he said something about, I love the cinnamon rolls and the pizza, but make them free <laughs> for all the students. That was excellent. So watch that. Yeah. And uh, apart from that, of course, you know, uh, the, the interview that Sunanda was saying, yeah. it's a fascinating, fascinating thing. Yeah. But so, so no books or anything for this week, but this No, yeah. yeah. Movie and uh, yeah. Yes. next time we'll have some more. Next books. time we'll have some books. And so but for book review, you can go to Mind Makers and read a phenomenal book they review. They think this is scripted. This is not. <laughs> this just happens. Book review by our foreign affairs correspondent or foreign affairs writer Ramharita Pusarla. She has this week, she has um, given a review of uh, Hussain Haqqani's book. book. So India and Pakistan. Yes, he liked friend. it. He just plugged it. So. Ah, so he liked it too. So I, I would recommend that if you want to go to Mind Makers. Huh, so, so and, and um, uh, apart from that, she's also written a great piece on NSG in India. So what Pramod was talking about. So anyways, uh, glad you hope you like this week's podcast. Like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, you know, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes um, and support Mindmakers. Support uh, if you uh, support our, the podcast if you like what we're doing. Uh, we'll be back next week. This is Adit Kapadia signing off. Thank you.